the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and are you hearing everything okay? I no. can't hear you. Yeah, that's weird. I know we're going back, but I can't seem to hear us just right. Oh. So let's see if I can fix that. There, there we go. go. Hey, there all right. Go. It's always one button, as Jerry says. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Our phone number 210-308-8867. 210 210-308- 8867, the number to call to be a part of it with your questions. And uh, we welcome you to call or come on by Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and uh, visit with us. And uh, come on out and uh, ask your gardening question in person. So uh, do you want to talk about your research or you're just, that was kind of more, kind of just to, for, yeah, well, we, just uh, to confirm what you had a, We had a, a person stop in and, uh, to identify a tree. And it was a, obviously a white oak, and we debated between a, a lacy oak and a, and a post oak. And it, it uh, wasn't a real issue in terms of the variety because uh, we didn't think the, t- the tree was in, tr- in trouble. It yeah. had some uh, yellowing leaves uh, mixed throughout the, the tree. But it was, it was just uh, we don't see... Post oaks and lacy oaks a lot, and so we uh, just wanted to verify the the identification. So I got Paul Cox's uh, Texas Trees, a friendly guide, and uh, got a co- got a branch from my lacy oak, and uh, ver- verified it with Paul's book, and then we compared the leaf that we got from the the. Uh, plant that came in and, and it, in fact that is a, a post oak we suspected it was a post oak because the tree was so large and lacy oaks are generally not that large oh okay that makes sense and, and then you know it's obviously this is a, a, a lobe and lacy oak is a more of a uh, almost a live oak kind of look it is a white oak it's got a little just a little indentation and to make it obvious that it's a and, and so it is described as lobed, but uh, uh, but a, a kind of more of a live oak, uh, long, thin leaf. But lacy oak, uh, lacy oak is a, one of the best drought tolerant mm. oaks around. We debate whether it's a slow growing or a fast growing. Uh, mine has certainly been slow growing. Lacy oak. Uh, don't we? Didn't we have that debate about? Somebody saying that it was fast growing and slow growing, lacy oak. Yeah, yeah. Good, good drought tolerant, attractive 
almost a blue hue. Um, but uh, I've, I've found them uh, to be a little slow-growing, but they, uh, they're a great addition to our landscape. Post oak is a little temperamental for my taste. I mean, it's so it's the oak that, uh, you know, live oaks we talk about, you can dig around them, and mm. they've got them way up on these uh, pedestals, and they're still living and construction, and they... Post oak, you get, you look at it crosswise, and uh, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it gets. So what uh, did we determine that one was? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking based on the book um, that this this kind of matches the post oak. Well, that's what she thought it was. Yeah, and that's what I. Yeah, that's what we thought. Part of it was uh, so it's such a big tree. I just didn't imagine that the lacy oak would be that large. I'll have to apologize to Paul Cox because we we confirmed it with the pig, with the drawing in her book. That we keep I mean, it's identical to that leaf she brought in. Yeah, poor Paul. And, and there's the lacy of the, and there's the blue. Also, also, post oaks got a little bit, kind of a little bluish mm-hmm. view too. So it makes it makes them a little, little tough. But uh, so that 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 was the uh, situation there, Milton, that we went went through uh, to, to uh, oh. learn. Okay, it's good. To, it's good. Good to check on those. Uh, trees that we don't see all that often got a couple calls but before we go there trace you want to talk about the plan let's do the calls first okay we got lloyd on the line at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 hey there lloyd welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how you doing today doing fine i've got a, a bunch of leaf-footed bugs on my yucca plant blooms and they're really stripping it uh I sprayed them with some uh, pyrethrin. It didn't, you know, they, they left, but it didn't seem to kill them. Is there anything I can wipe them out with before they go to my tomatoes? You, you sprayed it with what? Pyrethrin. Pyrethrin. Is it pyrethrin. A, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Was it okay. scale? A scale? Or what are we talking about? Tell us the bugs again. We were fixing something on this end. Yucca. Okay. Uh, no. They're on, they're on my uh, yucca plant blooms. You know, the yucca plant, the, the stalk that comes out of the middle of the yucca plant. What are the white blooms? Yeah. The, are they uh, bugs? The leaf are they leaf-footed bugs. Oh, leaf-footed bugs. Leaf-footed bugs. Le- oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, you know, the brown and white ones are brown. Kind of got a white strap, a stripe yeah. across their back. You, no, you're probably going to be better with a carbaryl or, or seven dust. Or yeah, I've never something been something like that. I've never been able to control any of those stink bugs or leaf-footed bugs with anything any, else. any of the uh, yeah with your. Okay, well that's all I had, so I tried it and it didn't work. So yeah, and, if, you are, if you if you are going to do carbaryl, it's very limited. Uh, you need to make sure you go and you look at the ingredient. Don't just look at the label anymore because. They are in a transition from uh, so carbaryl get, to bifenthrin. and they can only they can only buy what's left, right? Right. So yeah. all the dust that I have is still real carbaryl. My concentrates are all still real carbaryl. The next time I have to reorder any of them, they're going to be bifenthrin. The uh, malphion seems to work. So uh, malphion work. Yeah. yeah or seven. Of, yeah, if you seven, if you got it works too well the mouth those, are, those guys them? are those guys are tough to control. mouth on you you hit him you kill him you don't hit him you don't kill him so that's okay. like the pyrethrin 
Does it repel them at all? No. The only thing that's going to have any lasting stay is going to be that seven. But the the good news is that they're uh, they're so bold and aggressive that when you start spraying them, they just kind of like they either fly right at you or they just uh. stand up like they're going to do fight <laughs> fight. So it it is pretty uh, well, effective. I'd, I'd get a wet dry vac first, go out there and try oh. to suck them up into that, and then spray what's left. Yeah, stake okay. your back up. <laughs> Do what? Stink bugs. It's a garage type thing. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, okay. So you leave it in the garage. Yeah, yeah when you take the vac, it takes the looms off, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, All sir. Right, good luck to you. Jim is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Jim. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Just fine. How are y'all going? Good. What's going on, Jim? Hey, uh, the conversation um, uh, Calvin was having with the oak trees, um, I've got native post oaks and uh, blackjack oaks on my property. It took me a while to figure out which was which. But are they, this is where I'm a little confused, are they red oak or are they white oak? Or I'm, I'm concerned about the oak wilt on these yeah. trees here. Well, the post oak is a white oak. I guess blackjack's a white oak too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're both. They okay. both are not. They're not very susceptible to oak wilt. To the oak wilt. Okay, I know yes. I've cut a few a uh, few of these blackjacks down, and the wood is real heavy and real dense, and it actually is is a reddish tint to the to the to the. Well, tree they, they don't, tell me about the leaf. Are the leaf the leaf uh, points sharp or are they rounded? On the post oak, okay, I'm looking at one off my patio about 15 feet away. Oh, they're all, they're, none of them are pointy leaves. They're all round, uh, like yeah, three, so. three lobes, five lobes, uh, the post oak. But it, yeah, that, that, I that, always that thought is, it was a uh, red oak. Yeah. White oak. But it's a red oak? White, white oak. Well, Milton just pulled up something. Yeah, according to the Lady Bird Johnson. Uh, Wildflower Center, where did it go? Let's see. Where did my little quote go? Okay. Oh, you got too far ahead of us. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, it said it was a uh, a red oak that shared white oak characteristics. Which one is? The black jack? Black jack. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm Google close the other to it now. It's got So, and here's Paul. I got Paul Cox's book, too. Yeah, small deciduous tree, rounded crown. Um, said, uh, let's see, poor soils. Yeah, combined with post oaks, Texas hick- hickory. Yeah, and yeah, they they mentioned too that it's a that one's a red oak too. When and. It, I guess if you got a this picture he's got has got some, um, well, the somewhat pointed, but you would yeah your first impression would certainly be that it would be a, a white oak. But that oh, uh, even even a red oak is not over you know individual plants might get uh, oak wilt, but they don't get it doesn't run through the root system. And I don't know if I've ever heard of a blackjack oak getting me either. Uh, and of course, post oaks. 
Uh, they, something else kills them before the oak wilt gets to them. So. But that Calvin is down on that. He, I know he's got the bookies right there. About five, five or uh, six. Just, uh, just, uh, just with post oaks, they're just so hard to explain, and they're t- kind of temperamental for being uh, an oak that grows in kind of the r- roughest sites. Right. So How you got one of it? each. Uh, I've got several of each. <laughs> oh, okay. Lots of each, huh? How long do they live? He was asking. Yeah, that's I'm that's sorry. what I want to know. How, I was told both of them are relatively short live trees. Is that true? Well, I think some individual trees are long-lived. It's just that they're, they're, a, they're a little temperamental, and they're hard to explain why some don't. When we go through a... Wasn't it when we had the big? We had some big rainstorms mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah, they got that wiped out a whole bunch of post oaks, and then when we had the droughty weather, they they get they'll get uh, hypoxylin sometimes, and so so they're just they're just a hard to manage. I think is is a good good way to describe them. Well, they're so, beautiful. I just hope they stick yeah. around a lot longer. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Good questions. Thanks. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Next Saturday is the Top Tomato Contest, and David Rodriguez will be here doing a presentation titled Growing Texas Superstars for Summer Color. David is on the line. Talk a little bit about the presentation. Hi there, David. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Hope everyone's having a beautiful, hot, hot Texas day. <laughs> Well, we're yeah. not hot. Where is it yeah. hot? Yeah, is it hot? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> not on the yes, porch. We'll, we'll be there uh, next Saturday uh, doing our uh, summer uh, Texas Superstar color uh, presentation, Earth Kind, Texas Superstar type plants and seasonal uh, summer color plants. Uh, we'll be starting right at 1030. Uh, concluding about 12 noon at Milberger's um, Landscape Nursery. It's free, uh, so hopefully uh, a lot of folks can come on by. And we'll, co- we'll cover um, some main plants uh, 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 that they can consider adding uh, to their landscape uh, for the summer heat to really get some real beautiful color on the patio or uh, livening up their landscape. And we'll also give them some uh, uh, hinters of what they have currently in the landscape for um, uh, summer protection with this heat right now, what to do with container plants and establish um, landscape plants. And so we'll cover all that and uh, entertain any questions that they might have as well. Seems like one of the neatest things about that those plants are they're, they're beautiful, like the Esperanza and Poinciana are beautiful here in the nursery. And you can yes, take them in a container, put them in their landscape, they don't miss... Yeah, Except they continue to be beautiful even in the seat. They don't wilt. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah That's they just correct, they, yeah. they transplant. They're an easy transplant. Yes, um, and so. you know one thing that Trace says often, even when people purchase these plants, you know a lot of people uh, want to wait uh, on particularly the summer color plants to wait till the uh, to f- the fall season to um, to plant them. But the amount of water that you uh, spend watering these container plants, you know, just get them in the ground, really uh, prepare these beds, mulch them, and uh, the same amount of time and water that you, and probably even less, 
that you would use on these container plants, so trying to get them through the summer heat, just get them in the ground, water them in, and just keep a watchful eye on them throughout the July and August heat. That sounds like mighty, a mighty smart comment coming from Kurt Trace. Are you sure he said that? <laughs> he's yeah, right he's, here, We'll give him some he's credit in. today. He's right here, by the He's way. right here listening. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Checks in the mail. <laughs> David, are yeah. you going to talk about that? Uh, I'm sure you are. You implied it, the uh, watering at the base. Oh, yes, uh, yes. You know, yeah. uh, uh, being very uh, efficient and uh, where the water goes. And, you know, maybe even talk about irrigation efficiency, particularly people watering the street and sidewalks with these irrigation systems. You know, we got to make uh, every drop yeah, we, count and be very, very efficient. We continue to get calls and folks that we ask, uh, have they been watering? And they say yes, and they're once a week with their sprinkler irrigation, but... Uh, we have to remind them that a new plant, or even a two-year-old plant, sometimes uh, oh, definitely, that definitely. has a limited root system. That that sprinkler irrigation goes down there about one inch. Oh, yes, doesn't yes. do. And I, I think Trace can agree with me. The the most important uh, person we used to have. How come at, you're uh, being so nice to Trace? Yeah, um, uh, at the nursery, particularly this time of year, which used to be our extra pair of eyes. And uh, one of the higher-paid employees was our water person, you know, keeping an eye on uh, watering all this inventory. So, you know, that's probably one of the hardest things to teach people is how to correctly water. You know, people don't know how to water. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover some of that as well. Good. And would you agree? I would agree. Oh, he would agree. How about that? <laughs> there you go, David. <laughs> so, David, you got a favorite uh Texas superstar for summer color? Is there one that you just like a lot, or you well, like them all? I think I think the ones we we're going to uh, really talk about is the triad, which everyone should have in their uh, landscape: Gold Star, Esperanza, Mexican Bird, uh, Paradise, and of course the uh, Firebush. That's without a doubt the triad that everyone should have. And then maybe uh, talk a little bit about this year's introduction, particularly the uh, 2018 uh, Mystic Spire Salvia. Hopefully they have some there at Millburgers, or we'll have some by next Saturday. And then talk about the uh, newer introductions about the uh, uh, Dr. McFadden's uh, blue and white angel Althea's. And then, of course, uh, uh, his uh, if they have them in inventory, the the Flare High Biscuits, just to name a few, just uh, just a few that we're going to talk about. Boy, they got some knockout uh, Victoria Blue uh, Salvia's. That really oh, good, good. Yeah. And is the Texas Lilac Vitex, is that a Texas superstar? Oh, definitely yeah. it is. And yeah. the key and on that town. is to grow it like a, like a big perennial shrub by pruning it back often and keeping it uh, maintained small. There's sure some pretty ones around town. So, so we'll David, cover that uh, as well. the Seniza uh, are all blooming. What does that mean out there in the... Land, land well, I think uh, y'all have one of the state's leading authorities uh, with Milton Glick, as he describes as a barometer plant. <laughs> oh, Thank so you. May, may, Go ahead. May, <laughs> maybe we have a, a forecast here in the future with some rain right around the corner. Wouldn't you agree, Milton? Yes, I would. I think, the, yes, the, uh, they don't lie. They, uh, <laughs> they just, uh, Lisa don't lie. David has obviously changed his medications. I know. Oh, David. 
<laughs> All right. Well, so it's uh, this uh, sat- next Saturday, ten thirty yes, to noon. David will be working it, and David always stays late for uh, questions. And but it's been just a big success every time he's here. So we encourage Definitely. you to come on by, and uh, it's absolutely free. So uh, just come on by and be a part of it. And that's uh, bring your tomatoes. It, right, it ends at 12, but I'm their... not, I'm not going to stay that late because I think they have me judging at 12.15. So. Oh, okay. So, so bring your tomatoes for the contest. Enjoy the Please. seminar and get your gift certificate by bringing your tomatoes. And, there we go. Uh, then you get the free seminar, and then you might could win even more with your tomatoes. Yeah. Look at that. Awesome. Gosh, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a knockout? Uh, it would be great. Hey, have a, a great, great uh, you know, lecture and then a tri- come win the contest. Trifecta. Yeah. Hey, David, I know you're short on time. Uh, but Why you... is he short on time? Because he is. What did you... Oh. you don't have to call me short, Milton. I'm sorry, David, after you were so complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all have a hey, wonderful yeah, day today. No, 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 that no, medication no. is wearing do, off. Do you have time to talk a little bit about the children's garden? Is it is it through for well, the yes, yesterday spring? was the, the last day, 16 Saturdays for spring, so they finished up. Uh, they did a, a wonderful job, as always, the Bear County Master Gardeners are the gardening mentors out there with the kiddos, and they clean, cleaned out the beds. They uh, topped them off uh, with some compost. And, uh, you know, it's always a challenge because we had peppers and eggplant and some of the cherry tomatoes that probably could have gone in our three weeks or, or so. But, you know, it's uh, we just we just uh, go ahead and pull it all out because then you have to have somebody out there watering and harvesting. So uh, they did another good job. We had a challenge this spring season with the uh, tomatoes. It's a little bit rough, but they still had a tremendous amount of harvest and yields. And. The fall session is on the Botanical Garden website, so uh, uh, we're going to start a little bit later in the fall. I think we start September the 8th instead of the third Saturday of uh, August, and then we're going to push it uh, the week before um, Christmas. Uh, uh, so get registered early and uh, uh, try to uh, help spread the word and get these kids uh, uh, in one of these plots or partnered and applaud and be a good educational experience them, uh, for them as well, okay? And I do appreciate the poster board that the uh, kids made for Yeah, they, 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 they made a real nice poster. Thank you. And we always have oh. to teach the kids please and thank you. And that's why they made a, a thank you for one of our great sponsors of the Children's Vegetable Garden Program at the Botanical Garden Millburgers Landscape Nursery. And the, uh, the website is sabot.org. Uh, for the Botanical Garden to find out more about that. Thanks, David. Yes. We'll see you next week. Thank Thanks you all. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, have David, a great day. Da- Uh-oh. David, have you, have you been asked to be a judge on the tomato Oh, uh, David, I, I know your time is short, David. Uh, do you need to go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, I, I will be a judge, so uh, I will. Uh, well, yes, I, I think so. I've got, on, I've got on plan answers the one you rejected for Grand Champion, no. okay? David, you had your chance. What? What do you mean? You remember last, last, last year when you rejected the three of the prettiest tomatoes I've ever seen in my life uh, for granted. Uh, next call, please. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we got to take a break. That's decisions of David as the, and the other judges is final. Thanks, David. You take care. <laughs> okay, see you later. See you next time. See you later. Bye. All right, we're going to come back and talk about Plant of the Weekend right after this. Our number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's here. It's a top tomato contest. Time for you to start bragging on those tomatoes of yours. That's right. Millburgers annual top tomato contest is coming up. There are lots of different categories for you to participate in. Cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, biggest tomato by weight, and one tomato will be named the grand champion or top tomato in San Antonio. There's even a best salad bowl contest if you're growing things that aren't tomatoes. You can bring those, too. Now, go to millburgernursery.com for all the details. When you're there, you'll learn that you get a $10 gift certificate just for coming out and bringing your tomatoes and participating in the contest. It's a whole lot of fun, and it's your chance to, well, do a little bragging and have some fun with other tomato growers. While you're there this weekend at Millburgers, you're going to find some savings on Finca, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Coleus, Bougainvilleas, and Crepe Myrtles. Plus, Millburgers has sales on all kinds of great stuff at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Homeowners, you know all too well In San Antonio, we get damaging hail That hail can wreck not only your roof But other parts of your home Did you know that your homeowner's insurance Not only covers damage to your roof But also damage to your deck or wooden fence? Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147 can help you reseal and repair that damage and make it look new again. And if you've already met your deductible because of other damage, there may be no additional cost to you. Barry Hagendorf at 822-9147 of Deck and Patio Care has been helping homeowners improve the look of their decks, patios, fences, and homes since 1985. And the incredible results speak for themselves. But check it out for yourself at deckandpatiocare.com. You'll see miraculous transformations and read testimonials of happy customers. So if your deck, fence, or patio is damaged by hail, call Deck and Patio Care right now at 822-9147 or go to deckandpatiocare.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer... All right, Trace, what's going on, man? Well, we didn't talk about the plant of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, weekend. weekend. All right, so this is an unusual coleus. Mm-hmm. It's a sun coleus, and it's called Paul's coleus. To my knowledge and, yeah. and uh, assumptions, there may be uh, only a handful of these around, period. Okay. So we've got ten of them, well, actually nine of them here now. Um, they run sixteen ninety-nine. It's like a... The duck-footed leaf, so it's uh, it's got lobes on it. Uh, they're not the huge leaves, but they are going to be extremely colorful when they're in the sun. And I like. And they will take full sun. Yes, full sun. Okay. And then I like the compact, kind of tight 
crown. Now, I don't, we don't know for sure if they'll stay like that, but it, it looks like they're less inclined to be leggy than a lot of coleus. Mm-hmm. So um, now the, um, we tried to Google it, but it's, it's so rare we couldn't find. That's, yeah, that's so, the thought. That's, so, so if you want something really um, unique and really interesting, uh, this might be just for you. But uh, we only have like, well, like 10 left. So um, you can call the nursery at 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760, and they'll put one aside for you. They're sixteen ninety nine. And um, it really could be uh, one of those things where everybody's asking, what is that? Where'd you get it? And uh, so, uh, yeah, give the nursery a call. Or come by and take a look at it. I think it would be nice around a, kind of around a patio. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, full, full sun. All right. What else is going on, Trace? Um, well, there's going to be lots of colors. And obviously, we're going to be bringing a lot of Texas superstars this oh, next yeah. week. So mm-hmm. the salvi he was talking about, we're going to have a little bit in in uh, four and a half inch pots. Well, you got we're, a lot of Texas superstars this week. We do, but we're going to have even more this next even go more. around. Even more. How can it be even more? Mm-hmm. It just can. It can. You've never seen Trace work, you know, when he's really working him. See, we got Vinca this week. I sharpened week. my pencil. Oh, there you go. I like that. Dwarf Mexican Petunia this week. These are on Col- sale. Coleus this week. That's a particular kind of coleus. That's not all. Is, is that all coleus on sale? All the four-inch pots, yeah. Oh, all four-inch pots. And they're, all, they're 99% sun, sun varieties. And we've been playing around with the idea of being a Bougainvillea superstar, but uh, I can't get a consensus of uh, how to do that. And uh, I, I don't know if y'all noticed, we did get in um, some uh, butterfly weed, the the variety that uh, that y'all like, the little, in the little four and a half inch pots. That oh, orange, that, oh, you mean the tomatoes? Tuberosa. Oh, I didn't know. There's I didn't about see five, them. five, four, five. That was almost the plant of the weekend. Yeah. Because so, uh, there, uh, I noticed those in my yard are starting to bloom. Now, it's, this is if you, those of you that are looking for a native milkweed, uh, this is the easiest one to grow in and the, and the most uh, desirable in terms of appearance in the landscape. It's small, but it's got nice, nice blooms on it and uh, uh, an attractive plant. And then, of course, we've got. The big tropical uh, milkweeds too that are the favorite of the monarchs. And this is a good time, of the, a good time, a good week to save on crepe myrtles because they're on sale too. And we got a great selection of them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you mean left over from uh, the spring, huh? Well, we didn't even have hardly any crepe myrtles till about four weeks ago. Oh, is that right? And we got a we got a really good selection out there. Oh, good and. Uh, You've got your little chart out there that tells you which ones are powder mildew resistant and uh, and the ultimate height. And we most of them, most of them we've got signs on. There's a lot of new varieties that have never made it onto a chart yet. So yeah, well, uh, that's true too. A lot of those uh, burgundy foliaged ones have it's amazing. been around every, long every year. It seems like there's some. Yeah, I don't I don't know who's responsible for doing that chart. I mean, upgrading that chart. I, I'm I talking think, about. I think you should. Miss you. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to take more pictures. You know, I, t- I got pictures of all of them. And uh, 
So there'll be even more next week as David's talking about some of these good choices. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about that and our top tomato contest. And I think James has a tomato question. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, I'm in the shade. Good for you. Um, hey, are you guys having a big tomato contest this year? Yeah, no, it's next no. week. I, we haven't announced that this year. <laughs> think just a few times. <laughs> yes, sir, James. It's next Saturday here at the nursery. You been prepping your tomatoes? Oh, well, a guy like me, you know, uh, might might have a few out there. Uh, yeah, he's sucking us in now. You've been it's well, next Saturday. Saturday what time? 10.30. 10.30 on Saturday. To 12.15. Okay. Well, i yeah, got to put the air in the tires on the truck to carry this one down, but I'll, I'll try to get down there. Oh, it's it. heavy. It's heavy one, huh? When, <laughs> when, it, when it's all done, I have a sharp knife, and we can divvy that thing up and, uh, and see how it tastes, too. Well, you, what do you think will, will win this year, uh, two-and-a-half-pounder? I don't know. La- last year they were they were within a in ounces uh, apart. I mean they were really close. Were they two uh, and three quarters? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, just under. I think most years has been just under three pounds. Are we testing oh. for steroids this year? No. Oh, okay. Or I have to on maybe that make a little or, bit extra. So, uh, so I also wanted this, to ask. Uh, the professional there. What do you think about that double feature, uh, Carl Whitcomb, Great Myrtle, with the wine-colored foliage? I, I think it's pretty. Uh, I think my, my f- favorite one in, in that color is still Bradbury Wine, which is a normal leaf. Um, obviously, it was developed over at Color Spot, right. or actually before it was Color Spot, I think. Right. Uh, is it? A, it's not Carl Whitcomb's uh, variety. No, no, this is this is an older variety, and uh, Bradbury wine is is my favorite of that color, but it's all individual preference. Okay, because uh, Carl has supposed to bred uh, mildew resistance into those double features. Is what I've been told. Is is that right? I think all of his are mildew resistant. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll try to see you Saturday. Uh, I'll put the hand truck in. The, in the big truck and see if I can get that tomato over to you. Yeah. Oh, listen, I'm talking trash. Yeah, well, we... So there, there's no point in anybody else competing yeah. in that category. Is that what you're telling us, James? Well, Trace yeah. Trace is, uh, has put the front lo- front end loader on reserve just in case. There you go. I do have a forklift. <laughs> All right. tell them rookies they better stay at home, man, because uh, James <laughs> is on the way with the big one there. <laughs> Thanks, James. And we've got luck, James. we've got we got the information on plantanswers.com, yeah. uh, the first first uh, listing on the topics of the month, and uh, oh. so uh, you can you can look on that and uh, uh, dis- disregard the link I've got to the Millburger section. Uh, I think I've got a link to an old. The, uh, old old contest. Yeah, yeah, you get the wrong date on there. Or just go to the Milburgers website. Yeah. Go to milburgers.com yeah. okay. and you'll find everything. Thanks, James. That sounds great. Thanks. See you next week. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Take a second and talk to you about quality organic products right there on Lookout Road. About a quarter mile on your left-hand side outside the loop, you'll find quality organic products. If you go today... You'll find them closed. But tomorrow they're open up again, uh, and uh, they can uh, help you out with uh, soils, mulches, compost, river rock, crushed granite, uh, all those hardscape things that you need. And uh, as Calvin was talking about it yesterday, um, like the mulches, uh, anytime is fine. Make sure you, uh, you're watering deep before you put the mulch down, I think is what yeah. you're trying to get at. And uh, Yeah, you just see, you know, the, what we said yesterday is that the, in the long term, mulch is a desirable and necessity if we're going to be successful gardeners here. But in the short term, you can have some. If you've got dry soils, you can ha- you can have some in- insulating effects so that the water takes a little harder for it to get through the mulch and into the soil. So you might want to give it a little extra water. You want to take advantage if we do get some rain. Based on Milton, Milton and his Sinisas. The Sinisa have been talking to yeah. me. Yeah, if they do, the soil does get moist, then that's really an ideal time to get that mulch down. So we take advantage of that and reduce the evaporation rate. The um, So you can go, first, the two things you can go, or three, you can go by and visit with them right there on Lookout Road outside of... 1604. You can call them at 210-651-0200, 651-0200, or you can check them out online at qualityorganicproducts.com. Read some reviews, see the products that they have, uh, see uh, kind of the soils and the different things that are in them. It's quality organic products. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, toll free. 866-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. It's here. It's the Top Tomato Contest. Time for you to start bragging on those tomatoes of yours. That's right. Millburgers Annual Top Tomato Contest is coming up. There are lots of different categories for you to participate in. Cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, biggest tomato by weight, and one tomato will be named the Grand Champion or Top Tomato in San Antonio. There's even a Best Salad Bowl Contest if you're growing things that aren't tomatoes. You can bring those too. Now go to MillburgerNursery.com for all the details. When you're there, you'll learn that you get a $10 gift certificate just for coming out and bringing your tomatoes and participating in the contest. It's a whole lot of fun and it's your chance to, well, do a little bragging and have some fun with other tomato growers. While you're there this weekend at Millburgers, you're going to find some savings on Vinca, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Coleus, Bougainvilleas, and Crepe Myrtles. Plus, Millburgers has sales on all kinds of great stuff at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. Tuition for a private faith-based education can be expensive, but Lutheran High School of San Antonio has a great deal for you. 
Get a voucher valued at $10,650 for only $6,000. Find out how by clicking on the Discount Tuition tab on the Marketplace page. At 930amtheanswer.com. Here's what I know about my listeners in San Antonio and the Hill Country. This is Larry Elder. You are intelligent, you do your research, and you hate leaving money on the table. If you're thinking about selling your home in this hot market, I'm about to help you keep thousands of dollars in your pocket. Call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Help You Sell is the home of the Low Set Fee Program, as Sergio has done away with the usual 6% hit, no matter what your house is on the market for. And tell me, why is that fair? Why does a $500,000 homeowner pay $18,000 more in commission than a $200,000 home? Did the realtor do $18,000 more in service? I doubt it. With Sergio Martinez and Help You Sell, you'll get Sergio's 20-plus years of professional experience, as Help You Sell will save you thousands and retain more of your equity. It starts with your free home evaluation and market analysis analysis when you call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Here's the number. It's 210-693-0305. That's 210-693-0305. Online at hushillcountry.com for Help You Sell. Let's face it. We love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer san antonio that's all you have to do and alexa will learn how to find us you can listen to us through your amazon echo echo show echo dot and amazon tap devices alexa what is your favorite radio station that's easy 9 30 a.m the answer Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Come on by and visit us. Lots of folks out here today doing some shopping and finding plants they like. Or you can call us like Ray has at 210-308-8867. Hi, Ray. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm trying to stay cool in the garage and uh, listening to your radio station. I, y'all were talking about crepe myrtles, and I remembered I wanted to call y'all and ask a couple questions about that. And also okay. about uh, sprinkler watering. <clears throat> um, I bought a house out here in Converse, um, and, I, and I can tell you that digging in the soil about the first foot, foot and a half, um, it's about, and I'm not exaggerating, at least about 70, 75% rock, and the rest of it is just clay. Down right. below that, it looks like it gets, it looks like it gets a little bit more, a little bit less rock and, and more clay. So, um, right. So what I did was, uh, does that sound about right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So um, I didn't want to plant any trees that would get real large, and I planted uh, seven crepe myrtles. I planted two in the front and five in the back. So my question about the crepe myrtles, and the ones I chose were from a list that uh, listed them all as as, uh, the high uh, end of mildew resistance. Um, Good. And so... Uh, what I'm noticing on one of them is uh, and it was it was labeled as a pink velour. However, now that the, the buds are just now starting to pop open, and I mean they're you know a little bit bigger than a pea, and you can start to see the leaves starting to come out of the top. However, when you look at those leaves that are starting to pop out, they're white, and so I'm wondering does that with time start to turn pink because reason I ask is in the neighborhood I've seen some that have 
leaves on them that are pink and and I'm sorry they, they have leaves on them that look just like my pink velour and, and the pink velour has a uh, color of a leaf that's kind of different from the rest of the crepe myrtles that I've seen um, yeah. maybe that's why they call it a velour I don't know um, but I've noticed that the ones that have bloomed out here are pink uh, but they're kind of a pinkish white so that's, I'm wondering does, does it take time velour. for that huh that's pink blue, pinkish white. Okay, but but mine are coming out solid white right now. So I'm wondering, with time, does that when they fully open, are they going to yes. change? Co- okay, that's what I yes. thought. Maybe they're the, the, they're going to change more color. pinkish than than they are white right now. Yeah, uh, I was just the red, just, the, the red rocket uh, and uh, uh, dynamite uh, have a tendency to. Uh, Especially okay. if they've been in the shade for a long period of time. Uh, when the buds first open, they're white. I'll be darned. Okay. And, uh, and that's, that's I, don't, I don't think Red Rocket is quite as bad as Dynamite is about that. Okay. But, uh, and then, then events, but, it, and you, you will, you might have some, some pink or white. On on the on the plants itself with the red blooms, uh-huh. but uh, the, the, I think the pink velour is going to turn pink once it uh, once the bed buds open. Once that first year is always kind of a yeah uh, right. dice throw. You right. Oh, I see. Yeah, you, okay. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, because these, these have only been in the in the soil since like about uh, March, uh, actually. So oh okay, yeah. And they're doing uh, really well. I mean, I, I mulched them and I I I kind of built me some short uh, soaker hoses, and okay. um, I built some donut uh, mulch piles around them All right. that are Good. real big. And and uh, I, you know I've been trying to keep them watered. And they're they're doing they're well. Good. I mean, they've they've like almost doubled in size since March. Oh yeah, that's really good. That's amazing in this dirt because it's like I said, it's yeah, they're they're, they're very adapted to a lot of different and difficult uh, soil conditions. Yeah, well, yeah. don't don't say too much bad things about your your soil because you mentioned you were able to dig a foot and a half, which is right. just phenomenal for this area. So. <laughs> I have to blast after yeah. I get four inches. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry finds it easier to put soil on top of his rock there than it is go. to yeah. penetrate the rock. I, I've, done that, I've done that with a lot of cray myrtles, too. Is there they, a... they, they, they live. They they work. They find they work. a way. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the other question <coughs> excuse me, that I had was about, uh, I have a, this is my first experience with having a, a yard that's got a sprinkler system. And so, the recommendation from uh, the nurse, the uh, landscaper that 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 put the uh, sprinkler system in, uh, you know, they give you a list that comes with the builder. The builder hands it hands it to you and tells you, you know, for this zone you water for this long. Well, all my zones are five minutes, and but you know, listening to. Most people these days, it's it's you know the the, the goal is supposed to be deep watering, especially yeah. during a drought. And, right. And so with with five minutes of a sprinkler, unless there's something I'm missing here, that's not deep watering. 
So I, no. you know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, is is that enough for this time of year, or do I need to increase it, or uh, because that's what they recommend during the summer. Uh, is how o- uh, how often did they say once, that every once day? A week. Once no, once a week. Oh no, yeah, that's not enough. That's not um, enough. And, and you got drought restrictions, right? And con- con- no, uh, Converse, no, Converse doesn't have any okay. uh, drought restrictions. I mean, we could get there if, if it got really bad, uh, but we're in like nowhere close to saws. Uh, how many How many zones have you got? I've got eight. Okay, because I was thinking you'd want at least a half an hour mm-hmm. sprinkling once a week would be good. Uh, you may. You say most of them, though, are all rated the same. So, yeah, I, Correct. Th- I think right. if you do, I think you're exactly right. If you do the five minutes once a week, you're going to be disappointed. But yeah, uh, and this is yeah, this is this is Bermuda that's newly planted back in November when the house was built. So, uh, you know, the squares are still out there. I mean, they've covered the areas where the squares are not connected. You know, the little oh, valley good. in between. That's but good. but I, I've noticed there. The Bermuda is really struggling during the day when it gets really, really hot. And so I'm getting out there with a water sprinkler, just a regular water sprinkler, and, and watering these areas that just don't look so good and, you know, trying to give them some supplemental. And then I'm thinking, why am I doing this when I've got a sprinkler system? Do I need to increase the time uh, once yes. a week to water? Yes. Okay. okay. That's what you need to do. And, then and, you, and, and, and then. after you increase it, uh after you water for 30 minutes in the zone, go out and make sure there's no water runoff. Yeah. And then, yeah, all, no, then you can do what you're doing. If you've got any special problem areas or especially hot areas, you can do a little supplemental hand watering. But, right. it, should, but it shouldn't be a full-time occupation. Yeah, which, I, which I'm doing. There's like a little easement out in the front where they've got underground irrigation. And they only ran two lines in about a three-and-a-half, four-foot section. And you can tell on the outer edges that, you know, they should have ran three lines, and they only ran two. And so in the areas that are the hottest, which is the one closest to the curb and the one closest to the sidewalk, right. are the ones yeah. that are suffering the most because they don't get the water because the two lines right. are running in the center. Um, right. It's just a sprinkler system once a week. But I'm glad I called because, I, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, that's probably what I need to do. Then I'm looking at their suggestion or, or their recommendation uh, to do it once a week for five minutes, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I don't know, this doesn't—it's not feeling right, right? My lawn's not looking right. So, uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry's got a good point there too. If it—if it, if it uh, is not penetrating the soil, then you can—you can do some juggling there. You know, you could do 15 minutes and then 15 minutes later or something. If it's but, running uh, off or something. Okay. But I think, that, right? Yeah, I think the half hour will probably penetrate. So I'm going to have to figure that out. Exactly what you think. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure that out because, you know, the sea breeze starts <clears throat> probably about 7.30, 8.30, and I want to do it before that. So if I figure eight zones times 30 minutes, i got to figure out how early in the morning I want to kick that thing off so that, you know, it's not blowing all over the driveway and the street and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's Thanks, Ray. You take care. Okay. Thank well, you so much. You, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, good to hear. Thank you for talking to you. All right. Hi. 210-308-8867. It should be 210-308-8867. Um, there's also one on the back, too, around this, on the back of the building. Either side. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 
8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Or to get bathroom information. If you want to come up and get bathroom information, uh, we're, we're very knowledgeable I, I, about I this. I think we are can uh, honestly say that we're the only radio station uh, that, and, and program yes. that actually... Uh, uh, Panels of uh, bathroom. Uh, I've never heard of uh, yeah. restroom facility. Others recommendations and location. Others will probably start doing it now. But remember, we started it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So when yeah. David Rodriguez starts kind of talking about where the bathroom is, yeah. just randomly, yeah. you know that it was us first. Okay? That's right. He got a, that <laughs> idea from us. That's right. All right. Three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Did we lead him in the right direction? I think so. We'll uh, find out yeah. probably now, pretty now soon. If that, if that door's shut, then yeah. we're not going to have an issue. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to come back upset. Uh, I want to talk more about the tomato contest since this, right. is, this is the last time we'll be able to talk about the contest Saturday, before yeah. the tomato contest. Yeah. Uh, so um, oh, uh, the, main thing, the main thing you want to remember is uh, – I, I would say that you you should harvest your show tomatoes today. Today. Okay. Because it's a, it's less than a week from today, the show. Yeah, it's next Saturday. And uh, get anything anything that's uh, go out there and get anything that's uh, pink or turning red. Okay, pink's kind of. Pre-red or they, even oranges, yeah. Yeah, oranges. And uh, remember to cut them with a, a st- uh, evenly cut stem on there. The same length. All and, of them, the stems on there need to be the same length. And there's a diagram on Plant Answers. So they're right. You can see what that looks like. And they're and they're samples. There's a, a samples on Plant Answers and and, and past uh, entries. So you can look at them on that, and you'll notice they all have the same length of stem cut on each plant. And if you happen to knock one off, don't show that one. Uh, I mean, you you can have two two with stems on there, and uh, and one with stem off, and that's enough to to uh, uh, knock you down in the ratings. Okay. And uh, show vegetables must be scrupulously clean with, without having rubbed, a rubbed appearance. Um, in fact, uh, they said uh, tomatoes and whatever should be rubbed lightly with a uh, soft cloth as they're rinsed under a gentle stream of water, then carefully dried and stored in a dry, cool place until showtime. In other words, you harvest them today and uh, put them on the, on the kitchen counter. All, all of them on the kitchen counter. Then the, the day of the show or the morning of the show, you go in there and, and like I said, the stems have all been cut. There's no physical damage on it, no bug damage. A bird. No bird damage or any kind of damage. Basically, I tell people, you want them to look like the, the tomatoes that uh, you see at the grocery store. Well, no insect or disease damage or 
or, or, and smooth. And, except and for the pretty. stems. You want the stems. Except for the stems. That's the difference. And um, so you put them on the kitchen counter. And uh, then on the morning of the show, uh, on the morning of the show, you go out there and you pick three of them. And they and they they've got to be uniform in size. In other words, they all got to be the same size. Now, that means that that uh, I know you're going to have a big one in there with with your little one with your medium sized one, and, and you have more medium sized ones than you have uh, have big ones. So that's what you display the medium size, the ones that you can get three. A sample is three, three tomatoes for the the one for the medium-sized tomato. Well, yeah, so you get three medium-sized tomatoes. That's what you got the most of to select from, and uh, and that's your sample. Uh, let's see. I think it says you can only have one sample per per family per per, per category per family per category. Now, now if you got ch- if you got the uh, small cherry the cherry tomatoes. Um, yeah, that's six, I think. Ru- six yeah, or Ruby eight. Crush. And you can just leave those on the, the stem um, and BHN 968. Both of those relatively easy to get a to get, get a, a six, six, of them. six if you could, if you watch for them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's six of them. Minimum, minimum of six tomatoes, cherry and smaller tomatoes. The regular tomato is a minimum of three marketable tomatoes. Now, you you might think this this is a lot of trouble to go to. Mm-hmm. But Milton hadn't told the prize oh, money involved. In it. Tell this, the tell the prize this, money. This is a big this is a big deal. Uh, two prizes awarded in each division: the First cherry and, and smaller tomatoes and the regular tomatoes. Two prizes awarded. First place, $75, a $75 gift Millburgers gift certificate. And second place, even second place, is a $50 Millburgers gift certificate. Now, you get a $10 gift certificate just, just for participating, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's on top of all this. Now, the biggest tomato was, I, I guess, you don't need to enter that because James is going to win that, right? That's what he yeah. says. That's what he's trying to. He's trying yeah. to intimidate people. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's biggest, out there looking for a bigger truck. Biggest, uh, biggest tomato based on weight. It's a purely weight thing, and uh, I think you've got to have the stem attached. Okay. A uh, hundred dollars gift certificate. Hundred dollar Millburgers gift certificate. Okay, you got 20 seconds. And best of show grand champion is the $50. Another 50. Another 50 one, yeah. So go to millburgernursery.com for more details. We're going to take a break and get you caught up with the news, and then we're coming right back. So don't go anywhere. Give us a call, too. 210-308-8867. Back. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Okay, Bert, time to give us a call again. We couldn't get you before the uh, news, so I know you had to, to give us a call back. So you call us back at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What is your question? We might it's a tomato question. Oh, oh, yeah, we might not know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to uh, get more information now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mention we want uniformity of, of fruit size, but we also want uniformity of ripeness. Oh yeah, that's a good point. In other words, you want you want them all the same. That's right. You ripeness. got them all on the counter, and you pick. That's right. Morning before you go to the counter. Right, right. Because right. they're going to they're turn red on the counter. We'll find out if we can answer Bert's question or not at 210-308-8867. Hi, Bert. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for calling back. What's going on? Well, I, I know you, everybody's harvesting their tomatoes, but I have a balcony which only gets uh, morning. Well, actually, it's still getting kind of dappled sun right now. Is there a patio tomato or a, a small tomato that I can grow right now or should i actually have to wait till the end of august when it really starts to cool off no if you can find uh, in fact i got a note from uh curtis uh i don't know if we got tomatoes out here still or not i don't i can't see any from i know we got peppers you want to grow okra we got uh, not on a balcony <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, anyway, the, but, the one we but, talk about all the time is uh, 968. The cherry. cherry. It's a cherry tomato, 968. And uh, one that's smaller than that, and uh, so, uh, uh, some people say that they like it even more than 968. That's blasphemous to say that. But uh, <laughs> it, it's one called Ruby Crush. It's a it's a smaller plant and it's uh it's kind of a a, a cocktail tomato. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, you grew that ruby. Crush. Yeah, it, it's uh it looks even n- nicer than the BHN yeah, I, I seem to have no problem with uh, hot peppers and sweet peppers this time of year, as long as I follow what y'all said about getting the Mexican oregano and some other hot weather herbs, and they're just doing fantastic. Yeah, well, if they, if the peppers are doing fine, your ruby crush will probably do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be out that way tomorrow. I got a doctor's appointment, oh, sixteen oh four in Sun Terrace, so I'll probably swing you, by there and see what y'all got. Yeah, you you may call and see if we've still got tomatoes. I don't know if we. Yeah, you may have missed it for this year. All right. Well, I just look see. I mean, you know, if anything, I can just wait. Okay, and that'll be. It won't be too many months. When do we start kind of talking July. about it? July. Yeah. So. Yeah. July. Uh, this year's flying by pretty fast. So July will be here before you know it. Yes, I know. I was amazed. In fact, that I think it comes right after actually... June. Oh, this year? Right, right <laughs> after this month that we're in. Son of a gun! See what I'm talking about? See uh, how that happens? <laughs> Thanks, Bert. Well, are you guys as amazed as I am that the weather people were correct that it actually was cooler today? No, did they say it was going to be cooler today? Yeah, I didn't hear I that. I wish I'd have heard that. Yeah, so I, went went out for, uh, I went out for What's a the difference between 199 Yeah. Uh, so. well, it doesn't feel as bad. Yesterday was, yesterday was pretty hot. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe the humidity's a little less today yeah, or something. Yesterday was pretty tough. It's uh, Today's not too bad. What's it supposed to be today? 
I don't know. They were just saying like the low 90s. That's pretty much what I got out of it. I can look. Wow. Jerry told me not to look. I'll just get on your website and see if y'all got some tomatoes or call. Like you said, I'll call before. Yeah, just call. Yeah, call. You want want the number? I'll give it to you right now. Yeah, give us the number. 49210-497-3760. Yeah, just give them a yell. All right. Nothing else I'll tell you when they're coming in. You, you betcha, man. Bye now. All right. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, California. Uh, um, Kevin, we've got a, we got a note from uh, Curtis and uh, one of our volunteers. And he says he's growing uh, California giant zinnias in large pots. And he says several plants in one pot have small, stunted leaves and flowers. Is that thrips? Have you seen thrips on your zinnias? No, not not on. But I also haven't seen mildew. I've had some people say mildew. Yeah. Sometimes you can, especially if you got them in when you're. When you're growing the seedlings in containers and maybe they're close together, you can get a little uh, early mildew that'll affect the, that that look. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I'll bet that's it. But uh, with this heat, and uh, if you got them in full sun, uh, you should you shouldn't be a major problem for the rest of uh, rest of the summer. Well, you said it was only in one pot. Yeah. So um. I imagine you can have uh, differences in in uh, in the populations of those those plants since they're yeah. all from seed. Yeah, the heirlooms. The um, is that our Curtis? Yeah. Okay, uh, Curtis, if you're listening, I don't know how many years ago you gave me the uh, was it the Filipino violet? Is that uh huh? And it dies down every winter, but it's it's coming back again and it looks great and it's got those. And rich green leaves, and it'll have the pretty purple flowers on it. Uh, it just won't. I can't kill it. We need to have a little wow. section. What? That I can't that kill it? That you can't kill it. Yeah, and I don't treat it right. I mean, it's not pampered at all. It's just uh, apparently it's found itself, and <laughs> it's a happy little plant. There you so go. thank you, Curtis. That was nice of you. It's, uh, it's still doing pretty well. Oh, and... Um, Gosh, it's been a while back too. The uh, we got um, some uh, was it coxcomb uh-huh. uh, from Alabama from my uh, father. And oh mother-in-law. yeah, and uh, it grew up real well. And I so and it kind of went kaput. And I, that's where I put the uh, blue bonnets in uh-huh. in that container. And now they're going to put. And all of a sudden, the little well, coxcomb comes. Here comes the coxcomb. Yeah, it's coming right up. So yeah, they're receding. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Nature is pretty neat. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's my observation on that. It can predict the weather with the Sinisa, you know, fairly accurately. Yeah. Even the weather people with all their computers and stuff don't do all, you know, don't do it perfectly. So, you know, you got to give the Sinisa a little slack. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Calvin, uh, Calvin gave me a nod. <laughs> Curtis, and Curtis. now he's rolled his eyes. So <laughs> I lost it. it definitely looks looks good. And there, there's a consensus among the plants. Of, yes, every, there is a every consensus. Plant I've seen is, is blooming. So yeah. this means something. I drove. I hadn't noticed it, and then I drove to the Walmart on uh, 1604, and 281, and they've got them all. 
And when the Sinisa are blooming, they're just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They really are. Um, I think we've had a good year. for. Oh, and you know what else they had, too, that's, that's blooming and looks really nice? I'm not sure this is a good sign or not, is the, uh, the Bubba Desert Willow. Uh, they've got them in their parking lot. I think that's what it is. It's got the it's real dark fr- purple. Yeah, and it's got the frillyish, really. Yeah, yeah, like an orchid uh, flower. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it's, it. It's not very. Uh, and it's purple. And the, the yeah, bubbers. That's it. Oh, maybe it's not bubba then. But it was there just a desert willow? Because I, I, oh, yeah. I thought it was just kind of reddish. But anyway, but it's looking nice. It's 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 looking nice enough that you go, oh, what is that? <laughs> Which is really cool. Well, Desert Willow makes a nice uh, parking lot plant. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it can really take the drought. Yeah, tough conditions. And am I correct that, like, hummingbirds like it? Or Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, like I said, like that well. flower is like an orchid almost. Oh, yeah. You look at it. It's, 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 yeah. So, anyway, these are just things. And, by the way, if you want to call and tell us what you've seen around town, that's always fun to see what's blooming out there. Oh, what's blooming out? I thought you meant what, what we'd seen downtown or something. No, no, no. Just kind of like our crepe myrtle there is, I don't know if it's coming into bloom or, or ending bloom, our pink one. I think it's coming into bloom. Yeah, I think so, too. Vitex everywhere. Is oh, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh... uh Curtis was wanting to know if we had any of the trailing. He, he's looking for trailing vinca, you know, of the chorus selection. And I checked with Trace, and we do have uh, Cora uh, Cascade Vinca, trailing Vinca. I'm calling it trailing Vinca. Yeah, we discussed it's, it's, that yesterday uh, with one gardener on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, here we have Cora Cascade in hanging baskets, and we also have some in four-inch pots for Curtis. And Curtis had a question about his green beans. said... Um, my bush green beans have put off a good spring crop. They are already looking tired. Should I pull them up or try them or, or let them try again? Uh, generally, with uh, bush green beans, uh, they have a, a heavy crop at first, then a lighter crop, and then you take the plants out. Give them a little more time then. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. It, they're, they're, it's fairly close between the heavy crop and the, the one lighter crop. So basically, you expect uh, two two crops. I always, what I remember about them is that you get overwhelmed with green beans. You'd be At out first, there and, yeah. yeah. There's not, nothing, and then you go out there a week later and you get, oh, my Lord, who's yeah. going to use all those green beans? <laughs> But anyway, uh, you need to replant by replant for the fall and do that in uh, uh, probably in September when it, when temperatures cooler down. So Two that's one, take care of Curtis. Good job, Curtis. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866 866- Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two two wagons full of zinnias. Oh, is that, those are pretty. Yeah, um, one of the favorite butterfly plants. Too. What were you talking about yesterday with uh, the growing of? Um, oh, I bet you got some Fredericksburg peaches. I mentioned that we got a, a Fredericksburg peach stand out in front of the nursery. Yeah. Look at the anole up there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for good Fredericksburg peaches. She's flashing. 
Oh, the the lizard. The... Yeah, Noli. Yeah, oh. the lizard. Watch him when she put he puts yeah. out his. There you go. Yeah. Now he's going to change colors, right? He's going to become, no, he, become white. He's trying to show off for some. Girl. Oh, for some, some lady. Women, yeah. For the lady. The lady lizards. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if you're looking for uh, great Fredericksburg peaches, come on by Mill Burgers right in the parking lot. You can't miss it. There's a big sign that says Fredericksburg peaches. And these should be the best peaches of the year. Oh, really? The later peaches are always the Freestone and Swedish sugar. Oh, good. They're harder to grow uh, because you have to keep them uh, insect-free for, so, uh, for a long period of time. But Water. Uh, they, yeah, they'd be, they'd be good. Now we we. No, oh, what I was going to ask you about sunflowers. Were you talking about growing sunflowers yesterday a little bit? Yeah, I was. Uh, in, in the article uh, in the Express News, I I talk about those uh, the annual sunflowers that come up in ditches and in fields, and they are a favorite of the butterflies, and of course the birds love the the seeds, and then that's where you get the. Uh, you get cardinals on them. You also also get the lesser goldfinches. Sometimes you get uh, the uh, painted buntings and, and and the other buntings, uh, indigo buntings on, on them too. But uh, they're Trace and I couldn't. Uh, we didn't. There was uh, seed packs at the nursery here uh-huh. earlier. I don't know if they're left, but they've got a number of different sunflower plants in there. I mean seed. Packets in is it time to plant? Yeah, you can plant. You want to, you can plant any time. Okay. Time. It's a good. They grow real fast, and it's a can be a real attractive. They are not the most disciplined growers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, you don't. Can I get those big old mammoth ones with they're like eight feet you tall? You can get those. But yeah, they're, they're definitely in there in the seed. Oh, good. Do you recommend those? You you kind of like well, yeah, you could get those. Right? Yeah. Well, that that you got to treat like a crop. I mean. Oh. They. Uh, they come up a little slower, and they you got to make sure you water those. Whereas these are uh, just naturalized; they're well, they're wildflower. Okay. And they'll uh, these will come back uh, year after year too. So you got to make sure you kind of know where you want to let them. Oh, that's a good point. Let you know them. why you call them sunflowers, Milton? Because they look like the sun, and they follow the sun. They follow the sun. Yeah. Yeah, until nice. until they get so big they can't follow the sun. Huh. And you would probably not uh, grow these in the shade, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, the the sunflower you talked about in your article is that the same one that produces the black seeded uh, no sunflower? No, that it's it's a similar seed. It's a oil, but there yeah there's a crop sunflower, a black. There's a critic, yeah, well, the black seed. Seated, yeah. Is that the real tall one or the taller one? No. Oh. The old, in the old days, we only had those uh, big, uh, we had the Russian sunflowers, mm-hmm. and that's what they grow for the oil, sunflower oil. But then they grow, and now just lots of places grow that uh, seed for the bird feeding. Mm. But it's a similar seed. Uh, and it's a little smaller, but they, they love it. Uh, these uh, wild sunflowers, these naturalized sunflowers. And these guys get to be about six, seven foot tall, Ooh. even in our bad soil. The um, That sounds cool. That's all I'm looking for. The um, Well, if you remind me, I'll bring you some seed. Cool. Now, are these the same seeds that you can eat, too? Um, 
Well, you can eat any sunflower seed, but these oh. these are the, the easiest ones to eat are the bigger ones. Okay, they got, yeah. They got more meat. To these guys, you're trying to find uh, <laughs> the birds really like the sweet <laughs> seed, but uh, humans like the bigger seed. All right. Cool. Thank you. I'll remind you. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Since 1976, Spider-Man Pest Control has been your web of protection. Ooh, against, uh-huh. I got it. Yeah. It's, a, it's very clever. He's been helping homeowners <laughs> and uh, business owners, too. I know two uh, uh, businesses that have used Spider-Man. And I, I, uh, one who introduced me to Warren and the other who I was just dropping his name, and it turns out they used him. They loved him because uh, uh, he was able to get rid of the, you know, again, restaurants um, rely on the fact that they can't, they have to be insect-free. Uh, and Spider-Man was able to come in when others had come in and failed and help them achieve that. Uh, so your home uh, needs that as well. So you can call Spider-Man if you've got anything from roaches, spiders, fleas, ticks, uh, scorpions, uh, what other bugs? Mice. Mice, yeah. He doesn't like mice either. Uh, and he'll help you get rid of them. Uh, right now, the thing that he says has been the most popular uh, is the mosquito traps that he's selling. I'm going to call them that. Uh, which the mosquitoes fly in. They get some toxic dust on them. They fly out. They land. They spread that toxic dust. So they die. And the mosquitoes that land where they have landed in the past uh, die too. So it's a, uh, it's been very effective. It's used by Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, and uh, we've got one sitting next to Calvin. Uh, and uh, and he hasn't had a mosquito since we've set it down there. No, have you? No. There you uh, go. The, the, you know, we worry about when, when I give my, mos- my butterfly presentation, we always have to bring up the fact that this uh, the pet. It's best if you didn't have to put pesticides, uh, insecticides out because it does is a threat to butterflies. But ra- you you want to do that rather than have the diseases or the problems that come with having ex- excess mosquitoes. But here is kind of a compromise. Yeah, where you it's just environmentally more appropriate and uh, less less uh, challenging uh, to butterflies in the natural world and. and and hopefully, uh, just as effective in controlling the. Yeah, the check. Call him and find out more because I'm just describing it the way he described it, and it's a little bit like that telephone game, you know, where uh, he could probably tell you a little bit more and more specifics and then give you examples of where he's used it and how well it's worked. So his number is 210 656. 3721. That's 210 656 3721. He's online, obviously, at GoSpidermanPest.com. GoSpidermanPest.com. All right, 210 308 8867. Hank is on the line. Hey there, Hank. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. How are y'all doing? Good. What's going on, Hank? I have a question. Well, several. In this triple-digit heat, how often do we need to water newly planted um, Arctic frost, the perennial hibiscus, morning glory, and the datura and the bergmansia? And should the datura and the bergmansia that are in big big pots, should they have just morning sun and afternoon shade in heat like this? Right. Yes? Okay. And I've got... Crispy leaf edges on my newly planted Arctic frost. Is that just not enough water? Right. 
I'd water it thoroughly once a week. And that's it? So right, 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 at, right, at the ba- right at the base, uh-huh. thoroughly once a week. Even if it looks a little droopy in between? Yep. Okay. Otherwise, we're overwatering it? But you, you, that can be an issue. Yeah, you don't want you don't want the soil soggy, uh-huh. and, and they've got they've got an amazing ability to tolerate some dryness. Uh-huh. But uh, I think I'm with Jerry. I think that once a week a good watering, especially when they're first planted, and then uh, then after after you get through the hot part of summer, you can water them more as they the soil dries. Uh-huh. And, oh, okay. And how about but, potted gardenias? Uh, same thing? Wait until the soil dries. They're in the shade. Right. And yes. Now, now they, a container plant might take, might have to water more than once a week. Yeah, uh-huh. they can, and they're in containers, the gardenias? Yeah, in containers in the shade. Gets okay. a little filtered sun, but mostly shade. And they're generally uh, a well-drained soil. So uh-huh. you're not gonna they're not gonna get soggy, but I think I think you'll have to now they I think you'll have to water them at least twice a week. And I think so. Uh-huh. Just kinda watch them. The gardenias, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then how often should we be fertilizing the Arctic frost when it's newly planted? Uh, don't fertilize it at all for the no? first year. For the first really? year. Oh, if you want to, no. if you want, if you want to fertilize it, use uh, uh, some of the uh, water-soluble fertilizers like uh-huh. uh, Miracle Grow or, or Has to Grow or some Peters. of those. So some of those uh-huh. uh, water-soluble fertilizers. Yeah, sometimes you'll sometimes you'll notice that they get uh, a light lighter green than uh-huh. be, and so that that soluble fertilizer. Meets that need to deal with that lighter green gets him a little more darker green. Without because if, if we want it to produce fruit, do we hold back on the nitrogen and get a fertilizer that's a little higher in the phosphorus? No nitrogen. No. No. Oh, no. Okay. Just, just fertilizer with a balanced, uh, complete fertilizer. Oh, okay. So you. So in the spring. In the spring is the usual time. We give it uh, osmo if it's in a container, osmocote uh-huh. or or slow release lawn fertilizer, uh-huh. and then then if you want to supplement it a little bit, use your soluble fertilizer. Uh-huh. I try. So I try to so do it once a month. we're fertilizing, we're killing it with kindness that it doesn't need. Um, Probably. Yeah. yeah. Now the, oh, okay. the soluble fertilizer is not going to hurt it, but uh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks, it. Okay. Thank, thank okay. you for calling. Okay. You bye-bye. take care. Bye bye bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk to Jim right after this. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bowl Road. It's here. It's a top tomato contest. Time for you to start bragging on those tomatoes of yours. That's right. Millburgers annual top tomato contest is coming up. There are lots of different categories for you to participate in. Cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, biggest tomato by weight, and one tomato will be named the grand champion or top tomato in San Antonio. There's even a best salad bowl contest if you're growing things that aren't tomatoes. You can bring those, too. Now, go to MillburgerNursery.com for all the details. When you're there, you'll learn that you get a $10 gift certificate just for coming out and bringing your tomatoes and participating in the contest. It's a whole lot of fun, and it's your chance to, well, do a little bragging and have some fun with other tomato growers. While you're there this weekend at Millburgers, you're going to find some savings on Finca, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Coleus, Bougainvilleas, and Crepe Myrtles. Plus, Millburgers has sales on all kinds of great stuff at Millburgers Landscape. Nursery 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. Brides by Elizabeth has a stunning ivory size 14 jasmine bridal gown with veil and headpiece valued at $1,850. The Marketplace price $1,000. Good for this piece only, not redeemable for cash, non-transferable, cannot be traded for another gown or accessories. Alterations, pressing, and storage at Brides by Elizabeth not included. See pictures and more on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. When it comes to illegal border crossings, there's a lot of fiction being portrayed as fact. The left wants you to think the Trump administration is deliberately separating children from their parents at the border. There's a tripling in the number of illegal crossings, now at 50,000 for the last two months. The left claims 1,400 children are lost. Not true. All have been placed with sponsors or family members. But in the last fiscal year, 14% of those called to check on the children did not answer their phone. The Democrats claim these are lost kids. There are loopholes in the immigration laws that Democrats Democrats in Congress refuse to fix. They want the illegals here because they believe it means future votes for them. A White House statement says, quote, if we were to have those fixes in federal law, the migrant crisis emanating from Central America would largely be solved in a very short time. Families would then be able to be kept together and could be sent home expeditiously and safely, which is the normal removal proceedings that apply to Mexican nationals every day, unquote. This is what frustrates. Things can be fixed, but some politicians prefer the issue to solving a problem. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. Hurricane Raymond has been upgraded to a Category 5. The movie Adrift tells a story of two kindred spirits who set off on a trans-Pacific sailboat journey only to encounter a massive storm that leaves them broken and adrift. This film, based on a true story, is well acted and at times emotionally stirring. It showcases love and heroic endurance during an incredibly perilous sea disaster. But this is also a difficult movie to watch at times. There are bloody visuals, physical torment, foul language, and some sensual situations to swim through. So I'll give a drift two and a half small tins of sardines out of five for family friendliness. For the full review, be sure to check out PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review.
And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Cherry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and now we talk to Jim at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Jim, what's going on, man? Hey, who stole the breeze today? Anyway, um, <laughs> my wife uh, got a hold of a gardening catalog, and she's looking at some pictures of some passion flower vines. And I grew one oh, many years ago, and a frost finally, or a freeze, I should say, finally did it in. Is there? Did they grow okay here? Can can you grow them uh, year after year in the ground, or do they need to be in a pot to be brought inside? And or is there a preferred variety if they will grow here? Passion vine. Yeah, yes, sir. Boy, yeah. you can grow them outside. They they uh, will come back and back, and some of them get are pretty aggressive and get big. And there, uh, oh, Milton, Milton had to. Take, yeah, we had to pull them down. We we spent all afternoon one in the fall pulling them down off of uh, other trees and cutting them <laughs> and trying to kill them. And then suddenly we realized we had sun in the backyard and we had trees we had never discovered before. <laughs> Is that but, right? Because the one that yeah. I had, I was growing on the on up against the house on the south side on a piece of lattice, and uh, it didn't really grow that big. Maybe it was the variety I had. Hmm. Oh so yeah. Is there a lot. compact? Is there a compact one then? Uh, one that's not really uh, invasive. That y'all well, there's can recommend? one I, we call Maypop that I've got Maypop. in my yard. It's got the little lavender flowers, and it freezes back every winter, and then comes back, and so it never gets. You know, it goes. It grows about six or seven feet, eight maybe eight feet, but it doesn't. Take over doesn't put a wooden stem out like the the others do. Okay, may uh, may pop, and that's a that's about the height that I would want right there. Yeah. Okay, and that's a a purple or a lavender on the petals. You say? Yeah, that's a little. It's not a, but there's some really spectacularly showy ones, yeah. reds and and they don't grow. Purple. They don't grow as big. Yeah. So I, I'm not exactly sure was the one you, the aggressive one. What color was your blooms? It was a purplish, purplish. It was pre, it was beautiful. Dark the purple. blooms. Yeah, I'll have to, we still haven't gotten all of it, so it'll bloom again. But And then you, I've heard you talk about those as being a, a nature. Oh, the, the butterflies. <laughs> yeah. Golf, golf fritillaries, uh, that's the only place they nest, and they will lay their egg, and they, sometimes they'll clean off every single leaf. And there'll still be blooms on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, the, yeah. two weeks after they. The other done, part of my question was: did, did, Does Millburger, uh, Millburgers carry that May May Pop? Do y'all know by any chance? Actually, they uh, they did have some, uh, and then they've so got see, yeah, they've got some of the other uh, the more decorative uh, blooms too. So you got okay. I think they had two or three. I didn't. Ch- I haven't checked uh, in the last week, but Trace will come back up in a minute. Yeah, and we'll ask him. Okay. And does that need does that need any kind of shade or full sun? Full sun, and it can deal with shade. It it'll uh, originate in shade and grow into sun. It seems to have a. It's driven in that direction. Okay. I, All right. Hey, I appreciate the information. Yeah, but you bet, ma'am. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, Calvin, in his This Week in the Garden, uh, in my essay, uh, 
page C9, uh, it says uh, protecting tomatoes to reduce the damage that birds and varmints do to your tomato crop. Cover the plants with bird netting and harvest the fruit as soon as it shows its color chain from green to orange. See, that's what I was talking about earlier in the show, that uh, if you plan to participate in the the uh, uh, tomato uh, largest or, or the tomato top tomato contest. top tomato contest. There you go. I couldn't get it. Uh, you you want to go out today, not tomorrow, not the next day, today, and cut and cut cut them cut all the ones that are showing color, and put them on the. Uh, the tomatoes will ripen the rest of the way on the kitchen counter, safe from the birds and raccoons. And uh, when they ripen on the kitchen counter, they, they people say, well, I want them to be vine ripened. Uh, when a, toma- a tomato colors from the inside out, so when you see color on the outside of a tomato, it's basically as, as ripe physiologically ripe as it's going to be. So it do, doesn't uh, deter from the taste to pick them a little bit green. Now you say, well, they they don't taste right in the grocery store when they pick them green. Yeah, but they pick them green, what we call green wrap, which uh, they, they don't turn a red color. They turn a, uh, a kind of a whitish, uh, light, light white color. So uh, they're, they're picked a little, lot earlier than, than you, when you see the red. But anyway, for show, for show purposes, we want to pick everything that's got color on it and uh, leave a stem, so leave all the stems the same length, okay, at the, fir- at the first, uh, first stem node. They have a little, little uh, note uh, the way they break off the plant. And cut them off. Don't don't pull them pull off. Them. Cut yeah. them off. That's good. So you have the stem attached too, and in good good shape. And, you, then, oh. and then Calvin mentioned uh, ants ants and plants. Well, hang on a sec on that. Okay, go ahead. Scrubby's on the line. Has a question on killing stumps and some other stuff. Well, he's called us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Scrubby. Welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm swell. How about yourself? We're doing great. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. I've been laughing all day. Uh, oh, good. This, uh, this stump I got, I just uh, cut down a uh, hackberry, about 20-inch uh, diameter at the, at the base. And I, When did and you cut uh, it? Oh, uh, last Monday, about five days ago. Okay. Or sounds like six days now. Uh, Go ahead. So... Uh, Anyway, I've got a, uh, a little stand of uh, crepe myrtles next to it, and I was afraid to use that uh, cut vine a stump killer on it. I've had good luck with that on them hackberries, but I didn't want to use that. I thought it might transfer through the roots to uh, my uh, crepe myrtles. Help. No, it will not. Yeah, no, but it won't. A, big, a big tree like that, and then that, that five or six days. That might be uh, really a prime target for the the drilling yeah. holes, so that you can put it in there, and that that really limits the uh, uh, distribution in, in the rest of the area. 
So I don't know that he'd have to recut the whole trunk if he just used a drill and yeah. drilled some little, uh, in what do we call those, Jerry, the little hole, just a little uh, well, a little well. Yeah, there you go. Well uh, in, in the trunk. And then put, okay. put that put that material in there, and it should work pretty well. And you want to you want to drill most of the most of the uh, holes uh, within an uh, inch inch and a half of the of the outside uh, bark layer. That's the that's where the cambium system. that's where the cambium yeah. layer is. All right. And, and so you drill a hole, maybe drill it. Uh, an inch deep, and then fill it full of uh, the liquid, straight liquid. Oh, good. And okay, how many, holes, care. how many holes? How uh, many holes? Five or six, or yeah, five or, or six. Five or six a little. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the technical question. I've uh, through the help of uh, one of your callers, uh, Ed, a while back, uh, helped me with. Uh, uh, sprouting some uh, mountain laurels. Well, I've got a whole bunch of them now, about six inches tall, that I need to, that I'm going to transplant into a hedge. And I'm wondering if this is the right time to be fooling with transplanting them little plants. Or should I wait? What, are, what are they, two, three inches tall or four no, inches tall? No, they're about, they're, yeah, five or six inches. Okay. I think I think I would grow them uh, another year in in a gallon-sized container. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. If, if, if you if you if you if you can, uh, I guess you could plant them now. But as hot and dry as it is, and as small as they are, and that, if, that if one year will really make a difference. Yeah, if yeah. you just step them up into a larger container. That's what I'll do then. Yeah, I'm not, okay. I want them to. You know, I want a success out there. I, I cut that uh, hackberry down so I could have a decent hedge out there. And I've okay. got a uh, one more question, fellas. Okay. I got a uh, I got a, uh, a big sago that I was going to give my neighbor and uh, plant it. When would be a good time to move that thing from a pot into the ground? Now, Actually, now, yeah, they're because they're they're. Palms. Well, they're not they're not actually palms, but they they grow like palms. Yeah. So yeah. that so midsummer is the is the best time to transplant them. Oh, good. All right. And, well, yeah. you guys go back to. There's it. instructions on plantanswers.com. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and, I don't. I don't have a computer. Oh. So. Uh, and one and one have, thing one thing about your mountain laurel seedlings, uh, uh, keep them well fertilized. No, 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 no. You've got to use a water-soluble fertilizer. They're in a container. Oh, or, yeah. They're or either e- Osmocote. Okay. Copious amount? Yes. And okay. your, and your uh, uh, sago palm, you don't, don't need to overwater that, and you just got to be patient with it. Yeah. Do you do you ever have to feed those things? Sago palms? Ever yeah. Have to water them? Feed them? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Do I don't y'all know. feed I never, those? I, ne- I never have. And uh, do what? We don't keep it long enough to have to, but I mean, it is a cycad. So yeah. in, in general, yeah, you feed palms, and they're actually quite specific 
to the minor element package that they would want. So Carpool makes the best palm fertilizer, and you may have to also subs, uh, subsidize that with a manganese uh, to help with the color. Get it transplanted yeah. first, and then then, tra- then fertilize it. Thanks, Scrubby. we got to move home. All right, Robin is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Robin. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Thank you. It's a, it's a nice warm day to be yes, inside. <laughs> uh, but I have a question about oleander. I know they're poisonous, but if they were on fire burning, would the fumes be poisonous also? Hmm. I suppose I suppose in a certain really confined, you might have. I, I can't think of anything that would be a, a direct threat, though. But if you had a room full of them, I don't know. I don't know. Do you? What do you think, Trace? I, I was. Oh, oleander. If they were in a fire and burnt, would the, the fumes be, be an issue? Would the smoke be poisonous? I don't, yeah, I don't have an answer. Now, if they were, if they were, if you were outside, outside, and you were burning them in a like we used to do the, the trash, mm-hmm. you probably you probably be advised not to, not to mm-hmm. be inhaling the. I wouldn't be inhaling smoke. smoke yeah, regardless. That's right. You don't do smoke anyway, and those might even be, especially if you have a lung situation. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, but because you, if, you, if you're burning poison ivy, you can get poison ivy from the fumes. Absolutely. Burn the smoke. So maybe just follow those same kind of precautions. Uh, we we yeah. never have heard of anybody being asphyxiated or, yeah. or, or killed. Of course, by, they, yeah, they, they have not reported that they've been killed. I was right, going to say, we right. used to have that guy that burned oleander all the time. He stopped calling. Yeah. I, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, well. I, I would, Sorry. I, I would say air on the side of caution. Air on the side of caution. Thanks, Robin. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Right. Good luck, Rob. Cool. And Ray is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Ray, what you say? Hey, bud. Um, listen, you guys are talking about some stuff that's really interested me today. Um, I mean, you always do, but today more more than more than ever, I okay. guess, for some reason. Um, <laughs> but you were talking about the Noli lizard that was, I think Calvin was saying he saw it. Yeah, he was on a tree. It's, it's right. It's still right here. Still right here, <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my story is that uh, my mother, uh, she had a ton of them, uh, and she lived in an apartment, a, a government subsidized apartment, and she had a ton of them. And uh, the house that I was living in before I moved out here to Cong- Converse, um, I, I captured probably four, five, six of them from her house and brought them to my house in San Antonio. And then I sold the house in San Antonio. Now I'm in Converse, and I didn't have time to capture any of those anole lizards when I was in San Antonio and bring them to Converse because they're just great, great managers of, of insects. Uh, at least that's been my experience. Um, you know, moths and, and, and uh, mosquitoes. I mean, you, you name it, ants. They'll, they'll eat anything. Um, and so 
my problem with trying I've, I've been trying to find those since I moved here uh, back in December uh, of 2017 I've gone online and I mean the, the places that I found online there's only like two or three and they, they, they want like 40 50 dollars a piece and then shipping's like 40 dollars a piece I mean it's, it's crazy so you know we'll the sell these for fifty dollars a piece well, <laughs> I won't even charge you for parking uh. <laughs> <laughs> So you you have a no lease? Well, he just moved. I don't know, which, I don't know, where, I don't know where he went. I don't know if he turned brown or not. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So you're talking about selling the one that you got? No, I'm I'm really looking for you know getting you know three or four. Uh, hopefully, one w- at least will be a male and one will be a female. Um, and getting them going again because I'm planting a lot around the house, and so they they need that ground cover. They need shrubs and stuff like that. So. You know, I was waiting until I got some of that done before I, I really got interested in uh, looking for the lizards. So I, I'm trying to find out if there's a source that you guys know of or someone I can call or a number I can call. Yeah, there, there's uh, a couple of goodness. Uh, there's Blaine, Blaine East, Easton out there in uh, Divine that has a uh, he does an ed- educational reptile educational program. He's wonderful. Kids love him, you know. You, he's there every year at the Divine yeah. Festival. Lane Easton, I think his name is. Lane or, call, or call call anybody. Call the city of Divine, and they'll they'll know. They'll refer you to him. He'll have information. But the other thing is, you can. Uh, if any of our listeners have any information, or if they have yeah. three or four, that, you could call the. the they, they could just. They could call the radio station. Yeah, you, leave you and, leave call me. Call that, me. That, and would, then, be, uh, that I'll, would be great. I'll That's what on. I was kind of thinking, because there's got to be a ton of people here in San Antonio or Converse or surrounding areas that have got some of those that wouldn't mind, you know, me coming, picking a few of those. They're easy to catch. I'm even willing to pay for some of them uh, or, or all of them. Um, but just trying to find a source of that, it, you know, I'm I, I don't know I if wonder, I want to drive all the way to Divine because by the time I get back, it's going to cost me eighty-five dollars a piece. So, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure that there's some at the Botanical Garden. No, I don't know if they yeah, want you. Yeah, you probably have a limitation. Uh, but and then, you wouldn't. Uh, I'm not thinking. Who's Blaine. selling them? I would. I'm not thinking Blaine would lizards. sell them to They're you, great. but Blaine would know. Blaine would know what the sources are and who. Well, Milton just found them online. For yeah, how much are you willing piece? to spend for them? I got, I got them for ten bucks a piece. We'll sell them to you no for twelve. No way. You, know, you found them for yeah. ten bucks a piece. Yeah, where, go to back, backwaterreptiles.com. It's a five one two area code too, so it's five, probably near rep, here. Wait, wait reptiles. Backwaterreptiles.com. That's just for I'm the sorry, green ones. Say that one more time. Sure, backwaterreptiles.com. Backwater. And yeah, he's good on the internet there. And he's something. And he's something. Oh, I think they uh, they they deliver. Buy a green anole with a live arrival guarantee. No kidding. <laughs> so they're, they're gonna ship them to you. No. Okay. And no. so what's the shipping though? But the shipping's probably like a hundred dollars yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, but it's not very far. It's in Austin. You can offer Austin. to go get it. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. let's see what the test. Uh, it does say shipping, but uh, I'll let you. I'll let you look it up. Uh, oh, um, okay. let's see. Reptiles, amphibians, tarantulas, and scorpions all are shipped overnight delivery to your doorstep for a flat forty-four ninety-nine, regardless of how many are on your order. 
For example, if you order one iguana, did you need an iguana? <laughs> Not today, no. All right. Well, the shipping cost would be forty-four ninety-nine. If you order a hundred iguanas, imagine your yard like that uh, yeah. would just be still forty-four ninety-nine. So. That's okay. cool. That's okay. That's did they mention? Right. Did they mention the anoli at all? Uh, no, I'm, I, no, no. I think it's all everything that they. But they did they mention uh, anolis are available. Yes. Yeah. They got. They got them. Yep. It's all picture. Nine, yeah. Nine ninety nine. And, and, and the other color what? was too. They got. They got some different ones too. I don't know. If, but that's shipping the forty four ninety nine. Yeah. The forty. If you get one, it's forty four. If you get a hundred anolis, it's forty four ninety nine. But you pay. You also pay for the individual. Yes. You pay for the anolis. So one yeah, anoli so ninety nine nine. Okay. You can get the idea. You check them out. We got. You could get the Cuban night. Or how about the Cuban false? Holy cow! For one hundred and seventy four ninety nine. What's your search string that you use? <laughs> I need I just to take search, a look at that. I search for anolis for sale. Oh, I no. spent hours, man. Uh, oh, dear. Anolis, okay. A-N-O-L-I-S. This says L-E-S. It's L-E-S. Okay, maybe I spelled it wrong. A-N-O-L-E-S. Okay. You looking for a tortoise? For sale. At the other house, I had one. Um, oh. Anolis, what did you say? Just anolis for sale. For sale. Wow. Okay. Okay. And cool. I'm glad I called. Cool. I'm going to check that out happens. on the internet. They're also having a tortoise sale. Uh, you can tortoise. Get a Russian tortoise okay. now, seventy nine ninety nine. If you need one, get out of here! I know. I'm going to need, need more ground cover before I put it. Uh, <laughs> okay. If you Tell get happens, if you right? get one, be sure and name one of them Milton. Yeah, oh, hey, one of the annoyers. I will. I will. I'll, uh, I'll call you and let you let you know that I did that. Take, take, okay. a, take a picture of Milton and send them over. All right. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. we got to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk to Trace right we after this. Trace, we also give restroom information. Yes, we do. And on 930 AM, the answer. <laughs> hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's here. It's the Top Tomato Contest. Time for you to start bragging on those tomatoes of yours. That's right. Millburgers' annual Top Tomato Contest is coming up. There are lots of different categories for you to participate in. Cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, biggest tomato by weight, and one tomato will be named the grand champion or top tomato in San Antonio. There's even a best salad bowl contest if you're growing things that aren't tomatoes. You can bring those, too. Now, go to millburgernursery.com for all the details. When you're there, you'll learn that you get a $10 gift certificate just for coming out and bringing your tomatoes and participating in the contest. It's a whole lot of fun, and it's your chance to, well, do a little bragging and have some fun with other tomato growers. While you're there this weekend at Millburgers, you're going to find some savings on Vinca, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Coleus, Bougainvilleas, and Crepe Myrtles. Plus, Millburgers has sales on all kinds of great stuff at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM. The Answer. 
This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. I want to talk to you about family, cherished memories, and history. Look in your dresser drawer and you'll find a ring that was grandma's, a stick pin that was grandpa's, a necklace that was mother's. These are cherished pieces that bring back memories and love. The problem is they don't fit into your wardrobe and lifestyle. That's where we come in. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we can use the gems from your family's history and transform them into a piece of jewelry that does fit your wardrobe and lifestyle. You can then enjoy telling your friends and family Family, that this ring has mother's diamond, grandpa's ruby, but it was made for me. Mark Sadowski Jewelers takes pride in redesigning your family treasures and memories into something that's made for you. And the best part is, you contribute the ideas that will make it yours. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition since 1933. That's 85 years. Call us at 210 377 1818. That's 210 377 1818. Morning, Riff. Morning, Raph. Can you believe we've been clocking in this place for a whole week now? Tell me about it. Work, work, work. But a squirrel must do what a squirrel must do, right? <laughs> yes, quite. But I cannot labor and exert energy within these subpar conditions. How is a squirrel supposed to run around, chew on stuff, and make acorn tea in this attic when all those humans are down there making absurd amounts of noise? It's preposterous. Don't you mean nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Look down there. Who is the missus talking to at the door? Oh, no. No, it's that chap that closed down our previous operation. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, skunks... Cheerio, Raph, and I don't mean honey nut. And yes, even squirrels. Call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910 for your home or office. 906-8910. Dennis Prager gives you the truth when the mainstream media won't. With its decision to ban kneeling during the national anthem, critics are accusing the NFL of prioritizing being in the good financial graces of mainstream America over the social justice passions of its players. This is mainstream media. This is a lie. What matters to us is honoring what is deserving of honor. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2 on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Going to go talk to Barbara real quick at 210-308-8867. Hi, Barbara. What's going on? Hi there. Hi. Well, I was just hoping to y'all could put me in touch with the guy looking for anolis because I would like to oh. have some, too. I, I finally got rid of all these feral cats, and uh, they were <laughs> decimating the geckos and the anolis, so... I had to choose between feral cats and geckos and nolies and birds. Well, cats got to go. Oh, okay. Well, um, Ray, if you're listening, um, and it's okay for Barbara to call you, would you all like kind of go in on it together? And so you get like 100 yeah. of them? Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll we also found them. Yeah, I also found them, by the way, on my Google search, Ray, at uh, PetSmart. So All right. yeah, so now I don't know what the scoop is, but they're three dollars cheaper. Uh, and these are not recommendations. We do not know anything about these companies, but we're just uh, saying. PetSmart. Yeah, uh, but they yeah. The thing about PetSmart, if they your local doesn't have them, they'll bring them. Okay. They'll bring them in. There you so go. They, so they so the shipping addresses yeah. the, all that postage and driving. You get them at PetSmart. Yeah, that's <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's online, it shows them. So. 
Uh, Barbara, do you want to do this? You want to? Uh, we'll put you on hold, and we'll uh, leave your phone number with uh, Al, and he'll give it to me tomorrow. And if Ray is uh, willing to, oh, okay, then uh, we'll uh, we'll exchange numbers, and y'all can do uh, uh, the. It can be like the Anoli connection. There you go. Sounds good. All right, we're going to put you on hold, and this is going to be interesting to see how this works out. Nobody thinks it's going to be interesting but me. I got a dead look from Calvin. No, uh, no, no. My, my mind goes to cannoli every time you research oh. it. I guess I'm hungry. You get an anoli cannoli? Yeah. So PetSmart, just anoli for sale, uh, and we'll see. So Barbara will give uh, Al your number, and then Al will give it to me tomorrow. All right. We got Al, a couple Al, minutes Al left. Al is just Al's like, he, thanks yeah, he a lot. Says, how in the world did they? Yeah, how did I this, did this, this show? Bro, uh, without finding any of those We're, but I bet you we get other calls, too, on this. So once we once Ray calls back with his success, I'm telling you, we're going to get more calls. I was... Uh, we, need, we need to start selling them here. We, we could. Maybe we have a kid's workshop on Anoli's. I, okay. Just I wonder if we won't get some calls from uh, naturalists that... Oh, we shouldn't well, be buying them at... wonder if that's... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You're kind of introducing them into the... Well, actually, if the you know if they're well treated and they're it's good habitat, apparently you can introduce feral cats to the climate yeah. and that gets rid of them. Then you got feral cats. It's no win situation. I don't know what I've begun. I, I feel better. I'm not recommending this for anybody. So, uh, an always, remember that the, uh, the, the no no the opinions of the I was just answering Ray's question on where to get them. I you know not recommending you do that. Uh, Trace, you got like 20 seconds. You got anything? Plant of the weekend. <laughs> Paul's Coleus, $16.99. All right. Have one of very few in the state, if not the country, maybe even the world. All right. So you can call the nursery at 497-3760. We'll say goodbye for today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.